I'm yet to meet a single membership owner who enjoys cancellations. They are truly the bane of every membership owner's life, but it's very important in your efforts to try to tackle members cancelling that you don't go too far and adopt some of the terrible cancellation practices and processes we're going to talk about on today's episode. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 358 of the Membership Geeks podcast. I am joined as ever by the one and only Callie Willows. Hello there. And today we're talking all about membership cancellations and this episode was kind of bumped up the list because of a recent experience that Callie had when trying to leave um well it was one two membership recent but experiences two. no two two bad experiences with two different big name memberships yeah now of course we are membership geeks we teach all things memberships we know eat sleep breathe all things memberships and so of course we join a lot of memberships. So we see a lot of the good that has been done in the membership world, but we also see a lot of the bad. And it actually does seem to be you that sees yes. most of the bad. It <laughs> but, does. Although in fairness, I'm probably the one that's the joiner. That is true. That is true. Um, so we thought we'd share a bit about that experience and also talk about some of probably the worst cancellation strategies, practices, processes that we see more often than we would like to within the membership space, just so you know what you should avoid. And also just to kind of, uh, I suppose, bring to your attention that maybe there might be some things that you're doing or considering doing that deserve looking at from a different perspective. Yes, definitely. All right. So before we dive in, if this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcast app to ensure you do not miss a single weekly dose of proven practical tips and advice on growing your membership business. If you already subscribe, if you're a long-term listener, you know we love and appreciate each and every second of attention that you give to the show. Keep on listening, keep on supporting. If you've got a second or two to leave a nice shiny five-star review, perhaps then we certainly wouldn't complain. In fact, we would very much appreciate it. If you do leave us a review in your podcast app, be sure to hit us up on social media at Membership Geeks on pretty much every channel. Let us know you've uh, left us a review so we can thank you personally. And we do read each of them um, ourselves because we like knowing that uh, you guys like what we're doing. Definitely. Yes. All right, so... That was all very positive, <laughs> deliberately, because we're going to start delving into some negative kind of stuff in terms of how some memberships handle cancellations. The the dodgy practice, it's not dodgy practices, it's just the, the questionable approaches, the stuff that actually might seem like a smart idea on paper, but actually when you start to think of things long-term, big picture from the member perspective. It's not the right way of doing things. Yeah. And I think that's where most of these come in. It's from not thinking like a member. Yeah. It's, it's from thinking about how this affects you or what you want versus how is this going to impact their lasting memory of my membership and how likely they are to want to return or recommend me to others. Definitely. And there's, there's elements of a short-term view versus a long-term view. And... 
as as you said, thinking too much about how much you hate cancellations and how negative cancellations are for you, and then just applying those sentiments and feelings to the the overall strategy you use for trying to tackle and bring down cancellations. So I would say probably the first thing people get wrong is making it deliberately difficult for their members to cancel. So making it hard for members to actually figure out where do they go to on your website to manage their subscription. Or maybe you have a my account section of the website, but people can go there and they can do everything except see their billing information, update the subscriptions, whatever. Or perhaps you just don't give people that option at all. You know, some memberships will kind of hide away the ability to cancel. Others will just remove it completely. They won't let people administer their own membership that they signed up for. Or maybe it's making things difficult by putting obstacles in the way of someone who is attempting to cancel, like making them fill an overly long and unnecessarily complicated contact form or get them into a a chatbot where they have a never-ending back-and-forth conversation with your messenger bot that they just end up losing the will to continue and they're just like, you know what? It's less hassle to just stick around than it is to keep going through this process to attempt to cancel. Maybe you make it so people have to get on a phone call with you first, knowing that people don't want to get on a call, get on phone, get on Zoom in order to cancel their membership. Or even something that may seem totally innocuous, like making it a requirement that if someone wants to cancel, they have to email you first. That's something that a lot of memberships do. But it's really not ideal compared to just having the option to click a button on your website that just says cancel my account and surprisingly have it actually cancel their account. Yeah, and I think people don't realise that, you know, having somebody email you to cancel isn't necessarily, you know, the most terrible thing that you can do but from a customer service point of view if somebody's membership renews on a sunday you don't work sundays and they've emailed you and that billing goes through then actually you're either faced with an unhappy customer and a refund or you then have to explain to them why that cancellation isn't valid. And actually one of the bad membership experiences I had recently was just that situation where you had to email them to cancel. And first of all, it wasn't even clear you had to email them to cancel. There was no kind of obvious support options or account options, but you had to email them to cancel, emailed them seven days before the subscription was due to renew. 10 days later, they responded saying, okay, that's no problem. Your, your payment's actually come out since you emailed us. So, you know, this will take effect next time. No apologies, nothing. And this is a big membership site. It's one a lot of people will know. They've got a team, they've got all these people and there's absolutely no reason it should be taking them 10 days to respond to a cancellation request email and letting that next billing go through despite somebody's clear intent to leave. So yeah, I'm not going to be recommending them as a membership anymore. Exactly. And that's what's going to happen with your members if you put them through something like that. Again, the, the there's definitely instances where you can tell people have really made the whole cancellation process overly complicated and overly difficult. But It does seem, and definitely a lot of memberships do this, it would seem that, oh, hey, if you want to cancel, just email us. That might not seem all that bad on the surface, but response time, rebuild dates, all of these things that are kind of unknown. If, if, as Callie said, a membership 
rebills on a Sunday and someone emails you on a Saturday night. They're on your website. They want to cancel. They're going to cancel on Saturday night. They know they're canceling in time. Their actions that they're taking are in time, but you're not giving them the ability to actually do that thing on time. And they don't find that out until they go through the process. So they didn't know that, oh, I'm going to have to email them and then it's going to take them a week or so to get back. It's just silly. And it will cause you more problems in the long run because if you miss the rebuild date, well, really, you should be giving them their money back. In that instance, Callie talked about, that membership had an obligation to refund that payment that went out. And so you're having to issue a refund or you're having to fight with your member about whether they are due a refund or not. So all of a sudden it becomes messy and ugly. If you do issue the refund, then that's going to affect you with your payment processor. Even more, if Callie disputes that payment and files a complaint with the payment processor, with PayPal, with credit card companies, that's going to really hurt you. Why do all of that? It's nuts. This whole approach of making things difficult is just the wrong way of doing things, whether you're deliberately making it difficult or not. There's a great quote from Robbie Kelman Baxter, author of The Membership Economy, who says, your retention strategy needs to be more sophisticated than simply hiding the cancellation button. And that is very true. And make no mistake, Having people need to, needing to email you in order to cancel is basically hiding the cancellation button. It is removing the ability for somebody to take control and ownership over their own subscription. We like to say that when it comes to cancellations, you need to make the decision to leave difficult, not the process. If people are thinking about leaving, it should be the most heart-wrenching thing in the world. They should have to really give it some thought. And ideally, you want them kind of sitting there thinking, I wish I didn't have to cancel, but as opposed to just leaving it till the last minute and thinking, okay, well, if we want to stop people canceling, we're going to make them do X, Y, and Z. By the time someone's made the decision to leave, it's too late in a lot of cases. Make the decision to leave difficult, not, not the process. Because you can make your process as convoluted and as difficult as possible, but it won't prevent people leaving if their decision's already been made. Now, often people kind of interject stuff into the cancellation process simply because they want the opportunity to try to salvage things, to turn things around and con to convince that person to stay. There's nothing wrong with that. You absolutely should have something in the mix during the cancellation process, either before or after, where you give it a shot. You give it a final shot to try and convince it to stick around, but it shouldn't get in the way. It shouldn't be an obstacle. There are ways of doing this that don't involve throwing up roadblocks for people who just want to cancel. In fact, putting obstacles in people's way is probably going to make them more determined to leave, right? Yeah, and it will definitely sour that relationship with them and make them not want to return. And they won't recommend your site to others who could genuinely get value from it as well. As I mentioned before, the experience I had with cancelling cancelling this other membership... You site, almost said the name, I didn't did. you? <laughs> it's, it's a site that we've previously mentioned quite a few times. It's one that I recommend as an example of a successful seven-figure membership site. But I don't do that now because actually that experience of trying to leave was just, I don't want other people to actually have to go through that. Exactly. And if you, their experience, if that member's experience was 100% positive up to that point, you just ruin it all. 
by having a terrible, terrible approach to cancellations. And right off the bat, you've lost an advocate and you've lost a member and you've lost an opportunity to win that person back in the future. A lot of people who leave will come back in the future, but that won't happen if you pee them off, if you irk them on their way out of the door. Now, sometimes this is a software problem. Sometimes your plugin or your platform is limited and it doesn't have the option for people to self-manage their subscriptions. I would say fewer and fewer platforms and plugins have those limitations now. Like most of them have yeah. the ability. Yeah, definitely. It's much less of a software issue these days than it was, you know, five years ago even. Yeah, but if you're stuck using software that doesn't have the option for you to let people manage and cancel their own subscriptions, get on to that company about it. It might just be that they have the option, but it's an add-on or something like that. Or if you're early in your membership journey, think about this, factor it into your choice of technology. So it can sometimes be a limitation of software, but a lot of time people do this because they're worried that if they make cancelling easy, then everyone's going to cancel. So there's a little bit of fear and maybe even insecurity around your ability to hang on to your members, which you need to get past. Not every cancellation is negative. You don't know why your member's choosing to go. It's not a personal slight on you. I'm going to steal Callie's phrase here. Cancellation is not condemnation. Trademark Callie Willows. <laughs> People will cancel their memberships for a number of reasons, and some of them reasons are actually positive. It might be that they've learned what they needed to learn. You've done it. You've helped them get to where they want to go. Often people will cancel for short-term reasons, temporary reasons, a money problem, a time problem, a period they need to take out in order to implement what they've learned and then come back. So someone leaving doesn't mean they're dissatisfied with your site. It can be more of a reflection of their current circumstances. They could love what you're doing, but it just might not make sense for them to keep paying you as a member for the next few months, but they'll, they, they cancel with every intention of coming back in the future. You just don't know, so you can't treat every cancellation as this big, scary monster you've got to fight. You cannot avoid cancellations. They're just part of the course from running a membership. They're a natural part of the member life cycle. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, it feels bad when you get that email through saying that someone's just cancelled. But we all deal with them as membership owners. And if you handle cancellations in a positive way, you have a, a much bigger chance that your members will come back. So again, make the decision to leave difficult, but the process easy. I would say that whole mistake of deliberately making the choice, the process of cancelling uh, difficult is by far the most common and usually the most innocently done. Like it's usually something that people do without necessarily realising what, what, what it's going to be like for the member. Um, but there's certainly some things that are a little bit more questionable. Yeah, definitely. But with that as well, I just want to say, like, I think the biggest thing with, with that is put yourself in your member's shoes. What would you want the process to be if you're in somebody's membership and how you cancel? Yeah. You know, it, which phone contract are you going to join? The one where you know that you can just go into your account page and cancel when you don't need it anymore? Or the one where the only thing you've 
choice you've got is to get on a phone call, speak to someone and be, you know, talked to for 30 minutes about why you should change your mind. And here's a different contract for you and things like that. Yeah, we've all had those calls with cell phone providers or with satellite or TV providers where, you know, you know, if you want to cancel, you've got to block out the afternoon for that phone call where you're going to get hammered by sales reps to try to change your mind. Do you want to be that person? Do you want to deliver that the equivalent of that experience to your membership? Like, how do you enjoy it? Yeah, and it, it also provides a sense of security. I know from certain feedback we've had from members that when you join a membership and you can see that actually okay, it's easy for me when I decide I don't need this anymore. There's a certain sense of security that brings of knowing that you're not trapped, that you're not going to have to kind of really be conscious of when you might want to cancel or how you might want to cancel. And it it does make members feel more secure to know that it's in their hands. Definitely. If you know where the exit to the room is, then you put it out of your mind because you know, okay, if anything happens and I need to leave, I can see it's easy. I can see where the door is. Great. You don't think about it anymore. But if you're in a room and you can't see any discernible way of getting out of it, that's going to preoccupy your thoughts. You're going to spend the entire time aware of the fact there's no exit. There's no way out. The doorway is barred. So by making it deliberately difficult, by hiding the cancellation button, it can often backfire in so many different ways. So that's definitely, that ended up being quite a long one of the the cancellation processes or policies that really need to be avoided. But it is definitely something that we see more membership owners falling foul of than some of these other things we're going to talk about. And it actually ties in with most of the others as well, actually. It's kind of the overriding theme of all of these things make cancellation more difficult for your member. And, you know, my other bugbear at the minute, because this is the other really bad experience I had, is requiring a notice period for somebody to end their membership with you. So seeing more and more for it to be the case that somebody has to let you know 14 or in this case 15 days ahead of their next payment in order to cancel their account. And if they don't let you know by that time, the next payment comes out and they'll be cancelled for the next time of membership. And this is a huge bugbear for me because it is so unnecessary. There is absolutely no scenario in the online space where a member should be required to give a notice period in order to cancel. That's not your member's problem. That's your problem. If your admin processes or your tech setup sucks so terribly that you need two weeks to cancel an account, that's on you. Your member should not have to suffer for it. You know, they didn't have to give two weeks notice to actually join. So why should they have to give two weeks notice to leave? And of course, if they decide to cancel on shorter notice, you're essentially saying you're going to take their payment against their will. So in this instance for mine, there's a 15 day, you know, leave notice. And okay, in their credit, they make that clear as you go to cancel that you need to let them know 15 days in advance. I was cancelling on the 14 days in advance. And, you know, I didn't know until the cancellation page that this was their policy. Yeah, that's the thing. You're saying to their credit, they tell you when you go to cancel that it's 15 days. That's not to their credit because you only find that out on the day you want to cancel. On the day you have it in terms as well, but how yeah, many but, people go and look at the no. terms and, and say, oh, okay, so I need to mark in my calendar? Yeah, if you have to pull out the terms and conditions to say, well, actually, if you look closely at this line in this section, then you'll see. no. When you go to cancel, your intention is to cancel there and then. And so that is far too late to be finding out 
you need to give a 15-day notice period. 15-day notice period. What are, are, we, are we doing this by telegram? I was going to say, it's literally just a button that you either have to press in your membership plugin or, or your payment processor that stops a subscription. There is no need for days, weeks of advance notice in order to do that. And again, this is actually an eight-figure membership. They've got a huge team. So it's not a one-man band where maybe they've got hundreds of members that they're trying to manage by themselves, which... Even then, that's still an issue. But, you know, there is no excuse for this. And it just creates a really bad experience. And I would actually say with the way that credit cards and payment processes are going these days, it's actually borderline illegal in some states and some countries now where, you know, Visa and MasterCard are really cracking down on subscriptions and and making it easy for members to cancel. Yeah, it's it's classed as unfair contract terms. And also there's a big, big push. Um, There's definitely laws in California and there's a lot of of policies being adopted by the credit card companies, as you mentioned, where essentially you, you need to ensure that stopping a subscription is as easy as starting one. And if you don't, that could land you in hot water legally. And these laws that are in California, I think they're in a few other US states, they're going to start spreading out a bit more, and rightfully so. But even putting the legalities aside, if the credit card companies are cracking down on this, you might very well find yourself blacklisted. <laughs> and, you know, how are you then going to take payments? Yeah, it's it's just a terrible, terrible situation to put people in and it doesn't make any sense there's absolutely no sense to it there's no reason that you would need a notice period for an online membership no not when the tech not when systems exist that again would empower your members to be able to just cancel their subscriptions themselves but even if you're doing this manually like you shouldn't need more than a few days at best in order to make sure that you or someone on your team gets the email in time. And that's only really accounting for weekends, right? If you are doing manual cancellations, 24 to 48 hours notice is all the time it should take in order for you to make sure that you can cancel somebody's subscription. And I think that is actually information you should be giving people in the first email they get about your membership. You know, usually or within some of the, the first... Um, info that you give them, whether it's email one, two or three, where you're telling them, hey, if you want to change your profile, if you want to update your details, this is where you go to. Here you'll also find a link to contact us to cancel your account. Please note that if you do wish to leave, you should be giving 48 hours notice just to ensure that the team get it. Like you should be telling people this in advance. This shouldn't be something someone discovers right at the last minute. Even if you do you have a very short notice period? Anything other than the ability to just click a button and cancel, someone should be made aware of before they get to a point where they're ready, they're looking for that button. Yeah. And in this instance, with this experience that I recently had, it wasn't a cheap membership. It was a few hundred dollars. And, you know, it's all right for me. I, I can take that hit on the chin that you're taking another payment out. I don't want to be in a member anymore, but, you know, my bad kind of thing. I, I mean, but- no. Hey, I'm I'm tight-fisted. But when you consider what we said earlier about a lot of people leave for temporary reasons, a lot, and at the minute especially financial reasons, you know, the economy is difficult for a lot of people right now. So if somebody has gone to cancel their membership because they literally cannot afford those a couple of hundred dollars coming out this month because they can't feed their kids, then then 
what experience is that for them? Yeah, and we're getting into the more dramatic kind of examples, but these days are becoming less and less dramatic and more and more common. Yeah, sorry, we can't eat this week because TerribleMembership.com needed 15 days to cancel and they told me a day before my payment was due to come out when I went to cancel. It's just, it's just dumb. Yeah, you need to account for the humanity i yeah. think in your cancellation process and that you know life happens for people yeah absolutely and even i mean it but none of this should even have to factor in it doesn't matter why someone's cancelling it doesn't matter if you know someone is cancelling for a positive reason or a negative reason it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you still shouldn't have a ridiculous thing like a huge notice period 14 days, 15 days to cancel my account. Are you on the slowest dial-up internet <laughs> in the world? Are you on like... A, Carrier a, pigeon. Yeah, are you going up at the International Space Shuttle and it's going to take you a week or two to get up there and get some Wi-Fi? Do they have Wi-Fi on the space shuttle? They probably... They do, yeah. They do TikToks they do. up there and say, stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nuts, right? It is dumb. Something else that is just utterly bonkers to me is restricting the ability... For someone to rejoin your membership if they decide to cancel. Oh, yeah. That was part of this experience as well. It was a 15-day <laughs> notice period and you can't rejoin for a year. Madness. It is utterly bonkers. The idea that if someone has the nerve, the audacity to ever leave your membership, then they are forbidden from ever rejoining or they're on a timeout for a year. They're not allowed to come back. <laughs> You're taking your ball and you're going home. They can't play with your toys anymore because they were mean to you. I mean, really, what kind of petty nonsense is that? Now, before I go on a big rant, I will say that this makes sense. The whole idea that if someone leaves, there's a either a period, whether it's a short period or indefinite period where they can't come back. It can make sense if what you're running is less of a typical membership and is more of a coaching program. It's more of a group thing, a mastermind. Or if you have a kind of unique setup with your content where you actually deliver a set cycle of content over a 12-month period and it cycles around. So you have a 12-month program, the content goes out one month at a time. If someone leaves, then they can't really rejoin until rejoining would put them back in the same place in the cycle, right? But that's a really niche approach. Um, some memberships do do that. Um, life coaching scholars, for example, they have a very well-constructed and thought-out 12-month cycle. And so if you leave, you can only come back a year later in order to ensure you pick up at the same stage you left at. If that is the situation, then yes, it makes sense to have those kind of rules around rejoining. But in the vast majority of cases... It's just nuts. Why on earth would you have a policy where you ban people from ever coming back if they leave? Now, I'll play devil's advocate and I'm really having to try hard here because this is just one that I don't think I'm ever going to find not completely bonkers. You might argue that you only want committed people in your membership, that being 100% committed and 100% serious about achieving your goals is the only way someone will succeed in your community. And therefore, absolutely any sign that your commitment is lacking, a sign such as cancelling your membership, even if you do plan to return, well, that's just a big old red flag. That's a signal you just don't believe in your goals enough 
to ever be part of this membership. I can see how this sort of mindset can develop, particularly in certain industries, but it is so misguided, so counterproductive. Imagine if you bought a Mars bar and after a few bites, you decided, oh man, I'm just too full for this. Maybe I've had too many sweets today already. Maybe I'll save this for later and I'll come back and I'll finish it off. But then as punishment, the second you decide to put that Mars bar down, you get a call from the head of Mars to let you know they've issued a nationwide ban on you ever being allowed to buy another Mars bar again for having the absolute nerve, the temerity to stop eating that one bar. Callie's looking at me like I've lost the plot because it's absurd. I don't really want a Mars bar now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul's recording to eat Mars bars. But it's absurd, right? Cancellation should not lead to punishment. Again, we said many times, many cancellations are short-term, they're temporary. And hey, maybe you're thinking of the community. Maybe you're thinking about, well, we don't want people filtering in and out of the community because it will mess up the dynamic. And, you know, you'll have people joining and starting conversations and then they leave and those conversations are kind of killed off. But I'd like to assume you're not such a control freak and such a micromanager that you have to permanently banish someone who doesn't commit the way you want them to in your community. And if you are that micromanager, do you also require that your existing members show up every day and participate in a very specific way? If you have someone who joins, is heavily active in your community, cancels after a couple of months and comes back and is heavily active again, are they better or worse than someone who stays a member but rarely says anything in the community? That whole preserving the community dynamic by stopping people filtering in and out, it just doesn't hold water. There really is no good justification for this. There really is, isn't. You know, again, apart from those really specific, unique kind of non-membership, because those kind of coaching programs, masterminds, they're not the typical memberships that most of you listening have, that we have, that most memberships in the market function like. For those type of memberships, for these type of memberships we have, there just isn't a good justification. It's a very overt attempt to make the pain of disconnect for your membership the negatives, the downside of leaving so big, so punishing that people will be too uncomfortable or even scared to cancel. And in my experience, it doesn't work. Like I've been no. in a membership before where it was a case of, okay, if you cancel, you can never come back. Literally not even a time limit, just you can never rejoin if you cancel. And they even had a caveat that we check. So if you try and re-sign up with a different email address, we will know and we will revoke your access, which is a whole other level of extreme. They need to get a life and find better things to do with their time. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, um, that's a mental issue, sure. Yeah, and, and you know... And, and this was a marketing membership and I'd been a member for a couple of years and I, I went to cancel because I just didn't need it anymore. There was always that thing in the back of my head, you know, they might put some new content in, I'll come back in, in future. But then being met on that cancellation page of if you click this button, you can never rejoin. <laughs> that didn't change my mind and make me think, oh, well, maybe I'll stay after all then because, you know, I don't want to be. A that just annoyed the heck out of me and made me feel like, okay, so I've been a member for a couple of years, but that means nothing. You're dead to us. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's, it's that, 
you know, it's not even ghosting. It is you're <laughs> dead to us kind of thing. And it's like, what kind of experience is that for yeah. people in your audience who still might have purchased other things from you, who still might have come back, who still might have recommended you? I just don't understand that mindset. No. Again, it's a short-term, fear-driven, scarcity-driven mindset because when you consider that there will be a good portion of people who leave that will come back, and it might happen several times, you need to be thinking about the longer-term picture. It doesn't, doesn't matter if someone's time as a member is one continuous unbroken period that is actually shorter in length than someone who's a member over maybe two or three disconnected periods, but ultimately is paying you and is a member for a longer period of time. Or what about that person who joins this month suddenly realizes, okay, actually, this would have been better time if I joined next month. I'll cancel now and I'll come back next month. They come back next month and they stay for years. If you've got this kind of policy in place, you're going to miss those members. We have those members. We have people who joined kind of real early on. They maybe stuck around for a month or two. They left, they came back a few months later and they've been with us ever since. It just happens. You can't expect someone to be with you forever when they join. And I'm sure your members don't think that when they join your membership, they are committing to a lifelong relationship with you. You're not marrying them. I mean, most marriages end in divorce these days. So <laughs> what are your actual expectations about how long members will stick with you? We all hate cancellations. It always sucks when people leave your membership. But if you're doing this, there's some serious abandonment issues at play here. Definitely, really is. definitely. I feel like we've been on our soapboxes quite a quite a bit in this episode so far. Me especially. I'm normally a little bit more restrained, I think, in my in my ranting about these kind of <laughs> topics. But this is something that's close to my heart. And this final option of what you should not do when somebody cancels. Yes, it's bad practice, but it's also again this is borderline illegal, if not actually completely illegal. And that's actually revoking access to your membership as soon as somebody cancels. So it's important to remember that when somebody cancels, they're canceling their subscription, the recurring payment element. In most cases, they won't leave it till the renewal date to actually cancel. So at the time of cancellation, they'll still have time that they have paid for left. So you should not, under any circumstances, be revoking their access until that paid time expires. Until that time, until that billing cycle comes around again and payment isn't taken, they are still an active member of your site. If you do revoke access to the content, the community, the member benefits, then you're not giving them what they've paid for. If someone has paid for that month, you have to honour that month unless they come to you asking for a refund. If I join on an annual subscription and I cancel that subscription on day one, unless I ask you for a refund, I have paid for a year of access to your membership and you need to honour that. And some people will do that. Some people don't like recurring payments, especially for longer membership periods like annual or quarterly. Some people will decide from the get-go, I'm going to cancel this so that I don't forget. And then they will carry on with the membership as normal. They're not wanting to actually leave the membership right now. They just want to make sure they're not surprised by the rebill. And there's a big difference between a subscription being cancelled and someone's membership actually expiring. Cancelling a subscription doesn't mean somebody no longer wants to use the remainder of their paid time. It just means they want to stop that future payment. So you should not be treating them as anything other than a fully paid up member until that time when they're no longer so. 
with that example of someone cancelling their annual membership on day one, is there really any difference between someone who does that and someone who cancels on day 364? That absolutely isn't. Yet some memberships exist where they'll boot you out immediately the second you click that cancel button. Now, in some cases, this is a tech issue. There are some membership plugins that for some reason remove access when the cancellation is actioned and not when it actually kicks in. If that's the case with you, then you need to see if there's an option to change it. And if not, lobby the plugin or platform company you use to change such a ludicrous feature or change platform completely. But outside of that situation, you absolutely should not be revoking access to your membership or your community based on when someone cancels their subscription. And you also shouldn't put the onus on your member to know when they need to cancel either. I've been part of memberships where you go to cancel and they say, hey, your membership will end as soon as you click this button. So make sure you only do it the day before your payment's due. On the one hand, okay, at least you're warning me that I'm going to lose access straight away. But come on, I now either have to go ahead and cancel anyway and lose any time I've paid for, or I need to set a reminder to come back and cancel the day before my next payment is due. And that's presuming it's actually clear what that date is. So this goes back to the very first point again. Keep it simple. Don't make your member jump through hoops or get frustrated with your cancellation process. Yeah, the whole thing of just taking people's access away. Again, it's that. It's It's punishing them. It's the punishment. It's a punitive approach to cancellations and it's assuming hey if someone's click cancel it's because they don't like what they're getting they don't want it anymore they they should have their access revoked because why should they continue to have all this great content when they're not staying as a member like well they are staying as a, a member for the remainder of the time that they've actually paid for it's like okay let's use another food analogy right? You're eating this amazing steak dinner. Oh, I really want a steak dinner now. But you're eating an amazing steak dinner and halfway through, your waiter comes over and says, will you be having dessert with us? And you say no. And so they grab your plate as you're halfway through eating your dinner and take it away. Because why should you continue to have the remainder of the meal that you paid for if you're not going to have the next course? That's actually a better analogy than I thought it was going to turn out to be. I, was, I wasn't sure where you were going with it, but it worked, it worked. I was These... going to go with phones again. And I think it says it all when actually you're using phone companies as an example of good behaviours, because I was going to go with the whole, if I cancel my phone contract with Vodafone tomorrow, my iPhone doesn't suddenly become a brick as soon as I do that. Yeah. I get the end of the month that I've paid for. Yeah, because, you know, it's a crazy notion. If someone has paid for a month you have to give them that month. If someone's paid for a year, you have to give them that year. Like, this is why we say that you're getting into dodgy legal territory if you don't actually honour that. Because someone's intent to make the next payment for the next period of time should have no reflection on them getting what they've already paid for in this current period. And again, The tech can sometimes be the reason, but you can't use that as an excuse. It's bad customer service, it's bad practice, it's real dodgy practice, and it's going to burn those bridges, it's going to make for a very negative closing chapter on someone's membership with you. And it will be the closing chapter, because they're not going to come back after they've experienced your terrible processes and practices during the cancellation phase. So... This has been a ranty one, right? But deservedly so, because this is stuff that irks us. And we see it a lot, obviously, being as in the thick of things in the membership space 
as we are, but it also comes from the experience of being members. Like the experiences we're talking about, these are things that we have seen when we've joined memberships. It's not just us standing up on high saying, you know, here's our holier than thou decrees for how you should do things. This is all coming from the member experience and how it makes us feel and uh, a desire for you to think the same sort of way. Do not make things difficult for people to cancel. Do not require ridiculous notice periods. Come on, it's 2020, whatever it is now when you're listening to it. There's no excuse, there's no need for lengthy notice periods for cancellations. Do not do the utterly bonkers thing of banning people from rejoining if they have the nerve to leave your membership. And make sure you're not revoking someone's access to your membership to the time that they paid for the second that they cancel because very rarely will the action of someone cancelling line up with the end of that billing cycle. So those are terrible membership practices that hopefully you will agree should be banished from this entire space if these are things that you are doing without necessarily realising the impact that they'll be having on your members and ultimately the impact they'll be having on your long-term success because of the fact they're going to sour someone's impression of you and make it unlikely they'll ever come back or recommend you to other people, then hopefully this episode has given you a little food for thought. If you're already doing things the right way, which I'm sure you probably are because you're smart cookies, and we know this because you're listening to this show. I just assume if, you know, you're listening... Just say you guys know what's up. Yeah, I, I assume if you're listening to this podcast... That is an automatic qualifier of you're, you're pretty darn smart, right? So I'm sure you're doing all these things the right way. So hopefully, even if this hasn't highlighted bad practices you might be doing, it's just been a little bit of a reminder about how to think of things, how to flip things around and put yourself in the member's shoes. And if nothing else, hopefully it's been entertaining hearing Callie in particular <laughs> get up on her soapbox and have a bit of a rant. That is it from us for this week. Thanks ever so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week with another episode of the Membership Geeks podcast. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step -step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. 
Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step -step membership roadmap, our extensive training library and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.